Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Good evening, it's Friday, I'm here with the Peaky Blinders, they've got the caps on, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, what is this with uniting the city? You forgot about James the producer. James as well, I'm, I'm coming to that, watch the script here Barry. But he's got a reason for has <laughs> been yeah, on. Indeed, uh, because he really suits it, unlike uh, me. So yeah, we're with uh, Barry Ferguson, Simon, you can tell it's Friday, dear listener, because they're absolutely buzzing. Is there going to be a cup shot? This weekend, I'm going to ask uh, Barry and Simon in a few moments. Some great games this weekend. But also for Rangers and Celtic Rangers in action tomorrow in the Cup at Annan. And Barry, this morning you were saying Aaron Ramsey for Annan. You've got your wish. He's playing. Yeah, I would have been surprised if he wasn't going to start the game, if I'm being honest with you, Paul. Um, obviously wasn't involved against Celtic. He said um, 15 minutes against Hearts, then 15 minutes against Hibs. So I fully expected... Aaron Ramsey to start the game and if Rangers want to get him fit Sid will agree with me here it's okay doing all the training you do in the training pitch but minutes on the pitch make a difference so um, I was 100% convinced that Aaron Ramsey would start and it looks if he's going to start at Annan tomorrow I loved your line Annan Ramsey and it's happened we're from GVB he's going to play for Celtic well I was going to say it's Kieran Tierney they're talking about the former Celtic star could he be on his way to one of the biggest teams in the world the Galacticos. I think it's definitely captured the imagination. Uh, what a move it would be. You know, he's he's been down to London. Uh, I think he's did well there. Hampered with injury a wee bit. But what a move that would be for, for Kieran. Barry, could you see him playing at Real Madrid? 100%. Um, look, Arsenal are a big club, no doubt about it. Um, they're struggling to force their way in uh, into the top four in England. But I've always said um, when Kieran Tierney went down to England and if he produced good performances, there was no doubt in my mind he could go to the best um, about. And certainly Real Madrid, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So I'm not surprised that he's been linked with, with Madrid. Some of the other stories, Philip Hollander is on his way back for Rangers. Uh, John McLaughlin is backing Alan McGregor to play forever, basically. He's 40 years old, Simon, but I mean, he is always there virtually. I know Dingwall the other week, it wasn't his best game, but my goodness, he came back just uh, a few nights later and uh, it could have been much more for your old team against Rangers. He's a goalkeeper. He can, they can all go on forever, the goalkeepers. <laughs> They've got the easiest job in the pitch. No, seriously, he's, I think he came under a wee bit of scrutiny just because it's not like him at Dingwall. Uh, and as you say, for a spell of the Celtic game, I thought, you know, at 1-0 when he made those saves, you're always wary from your Celtic perspective. Is that going to come back and haunt Celtic? Obviously, they get the two goals, but yeah, he's a top goalkeeper uh, and he looks after himself as well. So I'd see him going for another couple of seasons. Maybe not forever, but a couple of seasons. Juranovic uh, out 
at the weekend for Celtic, but yeah. you think he'll be back for the match in Europe on Thursday night? Yeah, I, th- I believe it was an illness, so he's yeah. maybe picked something up because uh, I was surprised not to see him at all uh, the other night after being rested at the weekend. But he's, I thought that was his best performance for Celtic last midweek against Rangers. I thought he was excellent, and I think he's going to be a big player moving forward. But if he's not quite right, yeah, the pressure cookers off tomorrow for, for Celtic and Rangers in terms of the, the Premiership. So it's Scottish Cup, obviously they want to win it, but it's a chance to maybe fresh a couple of a new couple of players back into the squad uh, and give him the time to recover. Barry, a few days breathing from, well, a week or so from the league, because it's been crazy, hasn't it, the last couple of weeks? And Rangers have stayed just that one point behind. So Celtic have had an amazing January, great start to February. But my goodness, it was close the other night at Pataudry. Two up and cruising, and then we know what happened. But 3-2 at the end, it's goals that count, Celtic's still on top. It is, it's been a, a crazy week of football, obviously, first of all, the, the old firm game. Celtic thoroughly deserved the win thought the first 45 minutes we spoke about it um, they dominated Rangers and then after that game in the Rangers side it was how they were going to react were they going to get a positive a positive reaction and they certainly did against Hearts and Hibs and Celtic the same when they went to, to Fir Park with a convincing result against Murrow then travelling up with Pataudry so I'll tell you it's not the easiest places to go even if Aberdeen are struggling it's always a difficult place to get a result uh, and they come away with three points is the main thing um, certainly blew them away again in the first half fair play to Aberdeen they come back into it but the sign of a, a, a team with big character is the response straight away and Celtic did with the Jota goal we had some calls the other night saying that Celtic uh, get it easier against Aberdeen but they didn't the other night did they lose <laughs> your I, nephew I spoke was, about yeah. it the other night I'm not buying into like, no. other clubs lie down and it might look, if you look at the results yeah. it People might think that, but I'm not into these theories that, that teams lie down. The guys at, at other clubs are 100% professional and they go out to do the best <coughs> they can. Um, as simple as that. Simon? You only have to look to the game. You know, and, and Fergie's right. Uh, I don't buy into either, but Aberdeen came back strong in the second half. Uh, actually, it reflected, it was similar to the Tynecastle game a couple of weeks before, where Celtic going at half time quite dominant. And then all of a sudden, the, the kind of momentum switches in the second half. Uh, and to get back to 2-2, then it, it looks as if it could be a wee bit dodgy for Celtic, mm. but they, they recovered quickly. Albeit there was a wee bit of debate over the offside uh, of Abada leading up to Jota getting the third goal. But yeah, it's a sign of a good team that they can bounce back. Uh, and when they're not playing as well as they did in the, set, the, the first half, Still managed to get over the line, but yeah, a wee bit nervy second half for Celtic. Although I see the ex-referees at Dermot Gallagher said, no, he wasn't offside. Abada wasn't offside. Barry, you have a different view, Mr <laughs> Ferguson? No, I've, I've seen it. Look, listen, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Because we, we've not got VAR, it's easy yeah. for them to, to stop it. And, and look, it's it's difficult at that stage for the, the assistant referee at the stand side. Um, and it's debatable, but listen... It's it's been given as a goal and we need to go on with it because we, we've not got VAR and the quicker yeah. we get VAR in. You could argue about it. I, I think the night before, was it Harry Maguire down south? Mm-hmm. Similar kind of thing, blocking somebody from an offside position. Oh, yeah. That was given. That was given. There was one. Right. There was another yeah. one recently as well. Mm-hmm. And I could argue that went, they could have went either way. With VAR, obviously, you've got the advantage of stopping it and get over it. But the one the other night, I watched it back. Is it Bates? Yeah, that gets it was. Yeah. Bates. Bates doesn't actually know what's behind him so the guy that potentially plays a bad on Bates isn't aware of him because his body shape's all wrong and then I think he's a wee bit soft as well 
I think he can be mm. stronger, you know, with a bad bit. Letter of the law, possibly is offside. It all happens in the flash of a of an eye, and Jota does well to stick it in the back of it. Barry Ferguson says, get on with it. Lewis Ferguson says, Aberdeen are being killed by referees. <laughs> Lewis, have you watched some of the performances? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever say that to him? Lewis, come on. You're no, terrific. Listen, it's a big time for you. I know he makes his yeah. own decisions. And, and listen, he's, they're going through a difficult time, have yep. been? They've got to win, haven't they? Yeah, in the they, cup. they have to win. They've had a, a few poor results. One away to St Murn, one away to Livingston. They were poor in the first half against Celtic. Sid just mentioned there. They reacted in the right manner in the second half, but it's still a defeat. So they need to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible because if you look at Aberdeen's squad and individually yeah. they've got really good mm -hmm. players they should be higher up the league so bad goals uh, for their uh, point of view are the two yeah, goals they're, they're, they are they're sloppy mistakes that's yeah. um, causing them points Celtic started at some pace again didn't they in Jota he's getting back to where he was before the injury Simon would you yeah yeah, yeah he's had a big impact even coming off the, uh, sorry he started against Hearts and then coming off the bench, he's made an impact again, gets his goals. I think Celtic have got a bit of momentum. You know, they were impressive at the weekend as well. 3-0 up at half-time again, affording to take two or three players off at half-time to arrest them. So, yeah, looking really strong. Uh, and as I say, you're not going to get it for 90 minutes all your own way. So sometimes, especially at places like Petaudry, you need to weather the storm a wee bit. Uh, and they did that. And for Rangers, Yanis Hadji though looks as though he might not even make the start of next season, Barry. And that's really that's bad news for him and for the club. Yeah, it's first and foremost it's bad for the mm -hmm. boy because he, he's certainly a, an important player for Rangers. It must be a serious one. I, I watched the game and it didn't look too clever um, when it happened against Still and Albion. So it's a blow for the boy. It's a blow for Rangers. Um, but that's why you've got a big squad, Paul. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes you come up against things like this, bad injuries. Um, but hopefully, you'll be back sooner rather than later. Scottish Cup weekend. Simon, how many Scottish Cup winners' medals do you have from just, your time at Celtic? Just the one, Paul. Just the one? And which yeah. one, that Airdrie? 1995. Yeah, it was the Airdrie yeah. Van Hoydonk goal. It was. So I should have remembered that beforehand. Barry, you've got... Yeah, five. Five. It's not a competition. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> Anytime these two meet, it's a competition. That's why I said just the oh, one. I know, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> One more than me. It's a, so, it's a brilliant competition. Yeah. Um, you love the Scottish Cup, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I always is it still enjoyed as good? it. Yeah, listen, yeah. It's, uh, as a young kid, you're playing about down the mm. park with your pals, you're in the Scottish Cup, kidding mm. on, you're, you're playing in the Scottish Cup and listen, it's a privilege to, to go and, and pick up the, the, the trophy mm. but it's a competition that I think everybody should look forward to. What park were you playing in? Would you remember? When you think about that, where is it in Hamilton? Was it Bells Hill? Hamilton and Bells Hill, uh, yeah. Both, yeah. Yep. And uh, Simon, for you, where did you practice then before you became a pro? Streets of Rutherglen. And the streets just of Rutherglen, yeah. Up just yeah. the same as, as Barry. Uh, it, was, it, always, yep. it always seemed to be, you always wanted the cup final, wasn't it? Yep. There was always a Scottish cup final that you, you pictured yourself playing in. Yeah, I was there this morning. It was the funeral of uh, Lizzie Hockey. Um, and there was a great turnout from football. On the football. main street. Actually, on the main street today. Yeah, yeah it was, today. Uh, was a lot of people from football were there. I saw Neil Lennon last night. Alan Burroughs was there from Motherwell. Queen's Park. President and chief exec was there. 
Um, yeah, a lot of people, great character, Lizzie. So if any the family are listening, our thoughts are with them uh, because it's a great footballing area, isn't it? Lanarkshire, well, it's still Lanarkshire, Rutherglen. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of people turned out today for Lizzie, who is fondly remembered today. Because uh, you liked the programme. Do you know that, Barry? She was one of, uh, of the listeners. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not sure if she followed your team, because you know when she was born? I'm fine with that, don't worry. She was born in October 1957. And it was the I know day. What you're going to say, uh, yeah. yeah, you know the day. It was seven-one Celtic against Rangers. So she was born that day. She was born on that day. Wow. So half of the city were rejoicing, and half were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Mockin. I don't know. It's before everyone's time here, but uh, yeah. I thought you were about so, twelve or thirteen. Thank you. Probably <laughs> no doubt. I'll tell you who was it. James Mortimer was there, and Willie uh, Lord Hockey said. Um, when he spoke about his sister afterwards, uh, he was saying that she was born on that day and half the city loved that half were, yep. you know, raging. And, you know, they'll forget it soon. Still talking about it 64 years later. But actually, James got a bottle, <laughs> was thrown in. But he's fine now. James was there, a young James Mortimer at the time. Back to uh, the cup. Who Are there going to be any shocks, do you reckon? Can I throw a couple of games at you then? So yep. I'll tell you, we've got Hearts against Livingston, <clears throat> Motherwell-Aberdeen, there wouldn't be shocks there. Partick Thistle, Dundee United, it wouldn't be too much of a shock, but maybe a difficult one for you, Simon, both of your old clubs. Yep. St Mirren against Kelty Hearts, Barry, your old team, Annan against Rangers are both Hibs. And uh, Celtic Wraith Rovers, Peterhead against Dundee. Barry, if you had to choose one, which one do you think the shock would come tomorrow? But you're going to have to pick a couple. Um, okay, we will, we'll, we'll talk about them all, but I'll give Just Simon to, one then. I've got the, the one that's jumped out to me is Arbroath against Hibs. Yeah, you've got it's a feeling. Be, yeah, yep. Just, I mean, Arbroath five points clear at the top mm-hmm. of the Championship, albeit they, they, they drew midweek. Um, but again, they were 2 1 down, the score and an injury time in the season that they're having as a part time club in the Championship is phenomenal. Hibernian, on the other hand, I watched them against Rangers last night. What did you make of them? Yeah, I, I, I was disappointed. I expected a bit more um, from the Hibernian team. Uh, no stage in the game did I ever feel Hibs were looked lightly to threaten Rangers. They had a couple of half chances, but nothing nothing that I, I kind of went, wow. Something's um, so wrong there. I, I don't know. I, listen, it's going to take Sean a bit of time because he's come in. Clearly, he want his own players in, but that can't happen overnight. I suspect there'll be a lot of changes in the summer. There'll be a lot of ins and outs. Um, but look, if I'm a Hibernian, if I'm Sean Maloney, I'm not looking forward to going up to meet Dick Campbell's team mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, sorry, on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. That's a yep. difficult, difficult game for them. And that's the one that's jumped out at me that there could be a... I mean, I'm, I'm saying a shock, but mm-hmm. the way that they're both are yep. going this season, mm-hmm. it's no a shock to anybody because sure. they beat teams like Kilmarnock. I yep. watched the game course, last Friday. Yep. And they deserve to beat Kilmarnock. So... That's the one that I think um, there could be an upset. So the shock could be if Hibs win. It's <laughs> just the way it's going. <laughs> but we'll see. Simon, I know you agree with that as well. Yeah. Choose another game. Where do you think? So maybe Gayfield. I think we all agree there could be. Where mm. else are you thinking? I think there's a lot of uh, close calls mm-hmm. over the Give eight, me one of them, eight games. I'm yep. going to focus on, you highlighted it there, but my... One of the clubs right. that I was okay. at as a coach and yeah. one as a player and a coach mm. and Partick Thistle Dundee United. I played in this fixture a few years ago for uh, Partick. Yeah. Uh, I think we get shaded 2-1. Somebody mm. will probably correct me but it was a tight game and there was a, a couple of dubious decisions uh, in the favour of Dundee United in that game, I remember. I think that could be one. You think so? I yeah. think so. I think Partick, the pitch, I think the pitch at Firhill 
is digging up as well with Queen's Park playing yep, there. And 100%. I remember ex- similar when I played there, they shared it with the, the Glasgow Warriors. Mm-hmm. It was always difficult to maintain the surface, at, particularly this time of year. So I don't think that will favour Dundee United. I think there could be a wee upset at Firhill. Brian Graham scored the hat-trick the, the, hat-trick other, night. the other night. How yep. often, have you ever scored a hat-trick and not won the game? I've never scored a hat-trick, Paul. Thanks right. for doing that. <laughs> You've never scored that? <laughs> <laughs> Barry, have you ever had somebody I've score a hat-trick? hat-trick? Have you? Yeah. I've scored the hat-trick was it against Dundee? Dundee United. Dundee United, yeah. Nearly. <laughs> I was just across the road. <laughs> yeah. And I take it you won the game. Yeah, yeah f- uh, 5-1, I think it was. How must he feel the other night? Hat-trick, they, were, they keep going ahead. Yeah, I and think they, they kept pulling them back. They equalised right at the right death. I've seen Ian McCall's comments. So I think he's quite happy with them as a team. Mm-hmm. how they're performing so I wouldn't be surprised if they get a result at the weekend and another one Paul yep. Peterhead against Dundee Jim McAnally ex-Dundee United you were there last Saturday yeah I was there I yep. know but listen they've got good players there yep. um, and everybody I mean I've been up there a few times and I don't think the weather's going to be mm. be great over the weekend I know their games on the Monday so that could be one that Dundee are not looking forward to to go up to Peterhead difficult place to go and also they've got decent players Peterhead Peaky Blinders, James, can we check the weather in the northeast? Because we'll see what's happening there at uh, Peterhead, Dundee and all across the country. So on the paper today, Matt O'Reilly's been speaking. What a start he's had. What a steal for Celtic at a million and a half. But all the headlines were that O'Reilly can reach the top in the game with Celtic. And the Scot in me and the lover of Scottish football thought, nah, I'm not having this. What's happened now? You've gone to Celtic, it could be Rangers as well, and we're talking about reaching the top in the game. Where's the ambition in the clubs to go further in Europe? You know, everyone on about 10 in a row for a while. Rangers did it, what, more than 10 years before. Shouldn't we be setting our standards higher and looking to do well in Europe, Barry? Because Rangers, cup winners, cup winners. For Celtic. Me, Rangers and Celtic are Champions League clubs. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, Matt O'Reilly, um, what a find that's been. Um, didn't know yeah. too much about him, but, also, but obviously he signed with Celtic. He got offered a contract at Fulham and this is what I like about young players. He knew he wasn't really going to get a chance there. He's dropped down into League One, performed really well for MK Dons. He's got his move up here and to be quite honest with you, every time I've watched Celtic, he stood out. Um, A lot of people rightly so going about Hitati and and Callum McGregor and Juranovic and so on and rightly so, Mm. but O'Reilly, he looks a player, very elegant on the ball, very similar to Rogic, I think. Yep. Um, so, for one and a half million quid, um, good signing. Simon, going to ask you more about him just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. The growing audience here in Glasgow's newest radio station we're with the Taxi Centre Monday to Friday. Barry Ferguson, the Rangers and Scotland giant, along with Simon Donnelly, Celtic and Scotland star. Too many clubs to mention, both of you. We won't do that, Barry. We did it earlier on when we introduced Simon. To, 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 more than me. Yeah, more clubs than you. Yeah, yep. he has, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you do well to remember them all the time, though. I'm not too impressed. bad. There's one of Aussies I can never remember. Um... Borussia oh, Thank you very much. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's the it, Greek, the Greek club. Yeah. In fact, I've written it in my book. And I say Greek club. Exactly, the Greek club, the big Greek. It's Kavala. I've written it in the book, and he's yeah, quite well. impressed. And I go, yes, and it's uh, Kavala as well. He's got oh, you're good. I've written it down. 
I've learned a lot from Rob McLean. Listen, we're taking your calls now. 0808 17 17 700. Big weekend coming up. It's the Scottish Cup. Hearts against Livingston. Motherwell against Aberdeen. Partick Thistle, Dundee United. St Mirren against Kelty Hearts. Saints back on the charge. But that could be tough against your old club, Barry, as well, maybe. Yeah, that'll be a tough yeah. one. Listen, the, the way the Kelty are going this season, and mm. you just need to look at some of the players that Tomo's got there. Um, experienced you players. You bought them. <laughs> but yeah. good players as well. Um, so they, they'll be going full of confidence and they'll go and take the game to St Mern. Um And as I said, they're full of confidence, the kind of season they've had. They're flying high in League Two. So they'll go there and, and try and, and win the game. But look, St Mern, um again, Jim Goodwin, I had an interview four weeks ago too many draws mm-hmm. but since then they've picked up some yep. brilliant results over the last few weeks at they sure have so Annan against Rangers that's uh, 5.30 tomorrow it's on Premier Sports and then Sunday uh, Abroath against Hibs on the telly on BBC One and Celtic against Wraith Rovers on Premier Sports and Peter Head against Dundee on Monday so it's a long weekend of football it's the school holidays isn't it it's the midterm break I think I thought they'd just come back from Christmas, but I think it's in all many regionalised. I think right. Rain were last week. Oh, oh right. Last okay. week. I think South Lanarkshire might be this week. Yeah. I think it is indeed. Do you know who we're going to hear from as well today? Joe Ledley, the former Celtic, Crystal Palace, Cardiff City, and Welsh star. And uh, we're going to be speaking to him about his time at Celtic and what he thinks of the team uh, under Ange Postecoglou. In fact, he saw them. Um, pre-season when they were down in Wales so we're going to speak to him Joe Henry has been uh, face to face with Joe Ledley he was uh, somebody you played against Barry a few times a good player Joe left pegger um, good on the ball could score goals and as you just mentioned the clubs he's played at he's played at a high level Mm. Um, but he's retired now yeah I think a bit young 34 34 young to retire maybe it's through an injury I'm not too sure but no he was a, a very good player Joe just you missed him, didn't you, Simon? Yep. Yeah, it came after yep. after, after your yep, time, yep. but you'll have seen him. You've yeah, worked with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had a bit of digging midfield as well. I think he's quite a, a favourite with the Celtic fans from his time there. But yeah, a very good player uh, over his time at Celtic and obviously a star at w- Wales as well in the, in the, the finals that they've been in. Didn't he do bro- brilliantly for Wales and he obviously he's played with Aaron Ramsey. He's going to yep. speak about him, in fact. In fact, let's hear him speak about the man who will play from the start tomorrow Annan Ramsey. Talking of representing your country, we've a new Welshman up here in Scotland with Aaron Ramsey at Rangers. What are your thoughts on that move? Yeah, I'm over the moon for him. You know, I I speak to him nearly every day now um, since that move, and you know, I'm trying to help him um, settle in. You know, trying to help him where to move where where is best for him. You know, obviously his, his wife and kids are, are still in Cardiff, and we'll be going back and forth. And I've kept in touch with Aaron for since you know the day I've met him you know obviously playing with each other a lot as, as a teammate with with international level and I'm just happy for him to be to be happy and, and play and I think that's the most important thing for him and um, you know don't get me wrong it's a great club it's a massive club to, to be at and the expectation level will be high which is what he's used to have been for most of his career so yeah I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for him and like I said the most important as a selfish point of view is to have him fit for Wales. Barry, we'll get your take in a moment or two because you had a strong call in the record this morning for him to play from the start on the artificial pitch. Who cares? You said it's probably it's as good as anything else. Aaron Ramsey, yeah. he, he would play as a, I mentioned, he'd play in a car park. Yeah. He's just desperate to get game time. Um, I'm, I'm sure he would have been a wee bit frustrated only getting a couple mm. of 15 minutes, um, obviously against Hearts and, and Hibs. So I had no doubt in my mind that he would, that he would play. Um, and listen, I've said to you, 
the Annan Stadium. <coughs> Very tidy wee stadium, well looked mm. after. Um, it's an artificial surface. A lot of people don't like them, but I think if you ask Ramsey, he just wants to play football and the only way you're going to get fully fit is getting minutes on the pitch. We'll hear from GVB speaking about his players and we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu as well. Let's go on the lines now though. Celtic fan is on Callum from his channel is CFB. We've spoken to you before. Callum, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Um, the main sort of point I want to make tonight is that I think the strength and depth that um, Celtic have got is certainly uh, above where I thought it would be, <coughs> to be honest with you. Having watched the games, obviously, before Christmas, I think getting um, the three players from the J-League in, as well as Matt O'Reilly, I think has been fantastic. And I think when you look at that that game um, the other night where Rogic is on the bench after a, a fantastic display against Motherwell, it just emphasises the quality that's now within the group at Celtic. I mean, you're thinking about Kyogo not even playing at the moment and, and Celtic are still putting in convincing performances. So I, I think I'm just delighted from a, a squad depth point of view and I'd be interested to see how the, how the guys think that'll impact in the title race if both Celtic Rangers can keep their players fit. Because when we spoke before Christmas, Paul, I think mm-hmm. we all agreed that Celtic maybe didn't have as much depth as Rangers, whereas I think that tide's kind of turned now. I remember. Simon? Yeah, I agree with Callum. Uh, some great acquisitions in the, the transfer window for Celtic I think uh, a position in their squad midfield was always strong I think it's got even stronger with Hitati and O'Reilly coming in and really hitting the ground running the two of them you know from the start uh, and even when O'Reilly was left left out the, the starting lineup at Fir Park on Sunday comes on as an assist back in the team ahead of Rogic on Wednesday night you know again a luxury for, for Ange on the back of Rogic being away with Australia, scores two goals. I'm going to rest him tonight, bring O'Reilly in, get the same level of performance. And I think, yeah, he's added to the squad brilliantly. Uh, and as Callum points out, they're arguably their best, well, their, their best striker uh, in form is, is Kyogo, and he's, mm. he's not playing at the moment. He's out injured. So I think that the squad is really strong now. They, they can shuffle it about. And you only have to, as I say, at the turn of the year, as Callum points out there as well, you look at the St Myrne game, I think it was, where they had injuries and they struggled a little bit because they didn't really have anybody to come in. That's not the case now with Celtic. You know, they've got three or four there to replace guys, or freshen it up, and the level of performance doesn't drop. Barry, any weaknesses? Yeah, I, I was watching the doubleheader, which I really yeah. enjoyed on in, in Sunday, and when they made the changes, Juranovic, Jota, Forrest, Beaton and, and O'Reilly were coming on. I'm thinking to myself, that's any day five that I've just mentioned could easily be in the starting eleven. So certainly he's had a really good transfer window. Um, and both both sides, if you look at their benches, there's a number of players that could easily play in the starting eleven. So certainly it's made a difference with the business he's done. And what I liked about his business, it was done early. I like when managers get it done early. He's obviously identified early doors. And he started the work early doors to get them in um, as soon as possible. Because I will tell you, soon it's important you get them in quickly to get used to the surroundings and Aye. get used to the I think he said that himself. Demands. He wanted to get them in ready to play. Aye. But I think, we've spoke about this, and I think Rangers and Celtic at the weekend showed how strong they are at the moment. I think, after contradicting myself here a wee bit, because I thought there'd be a lot of points, or points dropped, I don't see too many dropped now between now and then the season 12 games to go I think it's going to possibly come down to the two games against each yeah, other I, I, I yeah. say it's the same because they look strong now they're yeah. getting players back Morelos is back for Rangers Oof. they're both hitting a bit of form mm-hmm. 
I say there was going to be points dropped, but I think it's, I'm honest with you, my, my opinion is going to come down to the old firm games. Yeah. Callum, is that how you see it now? Because I remember you saying that. Remember we talked as well about up front because with uh, Kyogo injured, Gikamakis, you hadn't seen much of him. Um, but the goals are coming from everywhere, not least Leo Labada, Jota now as well. So no, have you any worries about this, uh, the strike, striker's position? No, I, th- I think um, the fact that the front three as a whole, uh, no matter yeah. who plays, are contributing, as you've said, Paul, with Jota and Abada. I mean, I think, I think Abada's got over 15 goals now, yeah. which is remarkable mm-hmm. given his age and his first season. Um, but I, I do actually agree with Barry and Simon. I think it will come down to the, the two derby matches because the, the game at Celtic Park, I mean, even when you arrived that night, you could just feel that for the first time in a number of years that it was going to be close. And I don't mean that disrespectfully because I think last season... You were getting into those games thinking if Rangers win the two, um, you wouldn't be surprised because of how poor Celtic were. When Rangers had just come back up with Mark Warburton, um, you thought, well, Celtic will probably win the maybe two or more. Just it seemed like there was a, a bit of a difference between the two sides. Whereas I think now you've got two teams that are going toe to toe, and with the strength and depth and the players coming back, as Barry said for Rangers as well as Celtic, obviously adding some depth. I think it's going to be a mouth-watering prospect between now and the end of the season. I don't know if my nerves can handle it, but I think it's definitely going to be uh, very, very tight. And I wouldn't be surprised if we go to the, the the last day of the season, as both Simon and Barry have experienced in the past, and, and I'm sure that'd be another great advert for the game up here because there, there are two sides that definitely are in a far better place than they have been in recent years you know I think this is the first time I can you can safely say that you've got two sides that it could be the toss of a coin to see who wins it whereas last year we knew Rangers were going to win it and a yeah. few years before I think it was fair to say we knew Celtic were going to win it whereas now yeah. it's anyone's game Callum you love your football you know your football did you read the stuff today about Matt O'Reilly so everyone knows you know I steal it what 1.4 million but you know they're saying yeah he wants to play in the biggest stage and we understand that this is not about him well it is a bit when I think about it and I wonder how somebody like Callum feels because he's Celtic daft we've got Rangers daft fans all the time coming on does that bother you? Matt O'Reilly say that? that No no it's not about him I mean it's just all of us we do talk about oh well if you go to an Arsenal's you know, um, Kieran Tierney did uh, going to Everton, um, whatever. Callum, what do you think? Does it bother you that that uh, the game is dismissed here now, or the two clubs are? It annoys me that um, things are, are dismissed up here. I mean, for instance, Ahmad came in into Rangers. There was quite a few um, people on Twitter, Man United followers, sort of slagging off the league. And the point I made to them was, surely you would rather he goes to a club like Rangers than a Middlesbrough or a a derby or whoever it may be. And that's no disrespect to those clubs. To play for Rangers or Celtic, a draw is a disaster and a defeat's a crisis, you know. So it's important that if you want to develop as a player that you can handle that kind of pressure. And in terms of both Celtic and Rangers, I mean, there can be no bigger test for a footballer than playing for either of those clubs as Simon and Barry know much more than me. And mm. yes, you could argue Simon and Barry, Paul, played in a different era where there was better finances up here. I mean, Barry's playing with the likes of Gascoigne, Loudra, Michael Bowles, Avaladze, you've got Simon playing with Larson, Lubo and, and all the other stars. I mean, we're probably not in a position where stars yeah. of that nature mm-hmm. would be up here for five years or so, you know, but I still think it's definitely a place where you can play football and develop and the challenge for both clubs is to perform in Europe. I think Rangers, to be fair to them, have performed better in Europe than Celtic in the last three or four seasons. So yeah. the challenge yeah. for Celtic is to try and get back into that Champions League or knockouts of the Europa. I know it's Conference League this year, mm. but they need to be building on that going forward. I like to be positive, Barry. And I think maybe no, whoever right, gets Callum into the... Makes a good yep. mean, he's obviously on social media and the Man United fans yeah. 
slagging off maybe Diallo I call him Diallo coming up to Rangers mm. now do you know what this will be make or break for this kid mm. he's coming up in a situation that he's never experienced the pressures the demands mm. and like the Celtic game yeah. he, he was a bit lost but yeah. I think that'll be the making <clears> him <throat> you, you, you need to see how he reacts to that um, but if you're going to go to the Championship in Madrid nothing competes with Rangers or Celtic mm. Um, so I think it's going to it's good for these young players to get a, a different taste of it where they're going to be under pressure and under the spotlight 24-7 What was the difference between the Premier League and the Premiership for you when you went there? I, I, I'll be honest with you I found it tougher up here In what way? Yeah, I, I thought I got a lot more time in the ball when I was down down the Premier League It might sound crazy but I, I did Um and it was a real challenge, maybe a bit different at Ibrox or if you ask an ex-Celtic player at Celtic Park. But see, when you go away from home, if you weren't on it, you were in trouble. Everyone's a cup final. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the cup final. If you, you, play if you go in with your attitude, yep. if your attitude's not bang on, you're in trouble with getting a defeat. Simon, the difference between playing here at Celtic and then Sheffield Wednesday? Uh, the expectation. The expectation at Celtic, same as Rangers, you have to win every game. Mm. Sometimes that isn't enough. Sometimes you, you'll get fans wanting to win handsomely, you know, and I had that over the, my time at Celtic. <clears throat> Whereas down south, bigger league, the expectation wasn't the same at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, you'd, you'd maybe go away and get a draw some, and, and, and the dressing room would be a happy place after it. That wasn't the case. Really? At, yeah. yeah. That wasn't the case at Celtic. Was it ever a happy place if you drew at Celtic? No, no. no because you want like, to be, beat the team across the yeah. city. and. Yeah. Callum makes a good point with, with the lad from Manchester United coming up there and, and ridiculed in social media but it's 12 games to go and one of the biggest and most important seasons Rangers are going to be playing in front of 50,000 every second week Celtic are f- full houses the pressure playing for these two clubs is immense and that young kid you know he's, he's came from a huge club don't get me that don't get me wrong with that, but he, he, he hasn't played as regular. He might get more game time up here, but what a learning curve for him. I, I think it's better of, for his development. <clears throat> some mm-hmm. of them have shown in the past, in the recent past, that people can't handle these jerseys True. when they come up here. Yeah, so, some big names, yeah. And Callum, the Champions League, they could both be in the Champions League next season. One of them is champion straight away. One of them, if they can qualify. And I guess that's a pathway to improving the standing of Scottish football. Absolutely. I mean, if Celtic or Rangers, whoever it may be, then the group stage is guaranteed. That surely is going to attract a better calibre of player. And I think, to be fair, Rangers with Ross Wilson come in have attracted um, good quality players to the club. I mean, Aaron Ramsey, I know people are talking about his fitness. If that was three, four years ago, would Ramsey have came to a Celtic or Rangers? Maybe not. Whereas the fact he's coming to Rangers now, I think, tells you a lot. And, and obviously with Celtic as well. I know Joe Hart had a few difficult times down in England, but It'd be very easy for him to take a loan to the Championship or stay in the bench at Tottenham, but he wanted to come up here. And I think that's the difference, Paul. Players are seeing Celtic Rangers again as a most at a level pegging. They're going for the, the title against one another. And of course, Europe should always be a big draw because, again, Barry and Simon know they've played in these occasions against some of the biggest clubs in the world. And, and, and you can't match that, you know, playing against the likes of Simon, the Liverpool, playing against Liverpool. Yeah. Barry had great European nights as well, getting to a, a final as well, of course, in Manchester. So those are nights that are unrivaled. And I think that's what will always attract players up here, Paul, because Celtic Rangers are massive up here, but they've also got great potential in Europe if the club's plan and strategically get it right in, in the sort of medium term the next three to five years. Get Callum in the planning department in Scottish football. Just, Callum, you talk idea. too much sense. <laughs> uh, Scoreline for your team, Celtic Wraith Rovers on Sunday, what do you think? 
I think Celtic will win the game uh, 3 or 4 now, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. We played no. Wraith Rovers in the League Cup earlier in the season. They performed quite well against them at that yep. uh, at that point, although I thought they were quite resolute for the, the first sort of first sure. half of the game. Yeah. However, I think given the sort of difficulties they've had, I think this could be a really difficult time to come and play Celtic. So I think Celtic will win by three or four goals, to be honest. Callum, thanks for calling Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. The weekend is here. Barry, you love the weekend. Friday at 5, or 5.46 now uh, for you this weekend. Looking forward to it. You'll be at the game tomorrow, first of all. You'll be at the game. You're the manager, obviously. <laughs> well, I hope I'll be <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, yeah, listen, it's another one that we need to, we need to win to try and yep. start climbing a league. Um, good result last weekend, disappointing midweek, albeit we played really well in the first half. Never played as well in the second half. Um, and when it's you're so on top chances. you've got to score yep. you've so many manage. chances I was watching some of it yeah we, yep. we, we did um, so that was disappointing but listen it's an opportunity the good thing is there's a game just round the corner and that's what you want as a player that's what you want as a manager so hopefully we can pick up with three points um, tomorrow Simon the boys football tomorrow it'll be on where yeah. are you yeah, do you know um, uh, Hags Castle ah. both uh, Hags Castle and William Wood for me tomorrow two games one in the morning one at lunchtime you know a taxi driver and taxi so, taxi yeah. driver, I can't make. It's my oldest Stilky, him I mentioned as well. He's yeah. playing Beath tonight. Oh right, I can't. I can't make that tonight. Of course. Where is the game? Down there. Right. It's okay. In Ayrshire. Yeah. Wow. Tough one. Tough one <laughs> yep. tonight. What time's the kick off? I'm not sure actually. He's leaving. I think it's about eight o'clock. Are you heading down? No. Are you going to tell him you're on here no, till I ten? <laughs> I'll get the highlights. You I'll can get, get the highlights. <laughs> James is just shouting, Paul, keep it going till ten tonight. The Go Radio Football Show. Stevie Lennon. No, he will be he on. He should at be seven. making it down. Yeah, really? of course. Exactly. <laughs> In for the second half. Just drop in a minute. I'll tell you who he is. You'll be excited, won't he? So he's played, you know, Arsenal, Juventus, Wales, but he'll have butterflies about playing tomorrow. We're talking, of course, about uh, Aaron Ramsey. Yes, he will start tomorrow. Aaron has been uh, uh, doing well. I mean, uh, obviously, he had uh, more team sessions uh, in training. He also had, uh, again, um, some minutes uh, against hips. So, uh, yeah, he's getting better and fresher. And, you know, the rhythm is coming back. So uh, he'll be starting uh, as well tomorrow. The plastic pitch, is it an issue? I think everyone in the in the squad, you know, haven't told me they, they don't want to play on artificial grass. We know which surface we are uh, playing on tomorrow. And, you know, I think this time of year, I think it's maybe better to play on artificial grass than to a really bad pitch due to the circumstances uh, weather-wise. So uh, I think we can uh, we can play our normal game, of course. It's different than grass, but uh, I think we should be okay. But it's a good point you made as well. Sometimes the artificial pitches in February are better than you know. The yeah, I, I mentioned yeah. that. I mean, yeah. when when you go to pitches about the January, February, March period, they're um, they're heavy. There's not a lot of grass on them, um, and they're coming up. Listen, it's not the best artificial, but it's not the worst that I've that I've um, I've been at. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you saying and in, in terms of the players, um, I'm sure the players who have not been getting much game time are just desperate to get minutes <clears> under their belt and the key one for me is Ramsey has got to because you need to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. If you get him up to speed, he's going to be a very, very important player for Rangers. And he's not here to play at Annan, he's here to play, for example, Borussia Dortmund. Yep, and in the Premier League, mm. starting the games. Um, so... 
I'm sure he would have came with that mindset. Look, he's a bit behind because he's not played a lot of football. I think his last game was what November, start of November, Wales, round about yep. then, yeah, for Wales. So it's just about training as hard as you can. But the most important thing is getting minutes. So I, I'd like to think he'll play the vast majority of the game tomorrow. Quite a few changes tomorrow here as the manager. Well, I think I've uh, I've um, a big squad. I think the biggest squad I have um, from when I joined the joined the, the club. So many players available. I think we uh, we had a good transfer window with um, you know raising up our our level uh, squad wise. So for me, it's just case to keep on going, uh, keep playing the way we uh, we want to play. Um, although you will see you know changes tomorrow, our our way of playing will be the same and our intentions. So uh, that won't change, and it's also good for me to uh, to give other players minutes. Simon. What do you expect from Aaron Ram- Ramsey? I mean, he caught the imagination two weeks ago when he signed. Uh, the The work starts now. Yeah, but as, as Barry says, it's it's valuable game time in the legs. You, he's got 12, 12 league games left. And I think that, well, that is why they've brought him to the club. You know, so tomorrow's a bonus to go and get some game time. He's had a couple of 15 minutes off the bench. I didn't see the Hibs game. He showed a couple of nice touches against Hearts. There's, there's no debate that he's a top player. Uh, the only thing is his fitness to get him back and I think this game is an ideal opportunity albeit Rangers want to go and win the game but with him in the midfield gives him a chance and it gives him game time The striker who's back in form Alfredo Morelos two questions one would it have made any difference if he'd played a week and a bit ago for Celtic I, I, uh, you know, I, against Celtic yeah I think you've got to give Celtic credit especially in that first 45 mm. you know they really blew Rangers away caught them off guard and, and were relentless uh, for 45 minutes put the game to bed but you see the effect that Morelos has on uh, Rangers with the Hearts game you know I thought that was one of his best games for a while he took his goals really well was involved in a lot of the, the good play so yeah he definitely improves that Rangers team and he seems to have come back obviously didn't play a lot of football if any when he was away on international duty he seems to have come back with a bit of freshness in him uh, as I say that was certainly for me his best performance for a while uh, the Hearts game at the weekend Barry, you described uh, Callum McGregor as a Rolls Royce of a player. What about Ma- uh, Morelos now? How would we describe him as a he Ferrari make, or whatever? He's back on it. He makes a hell of a difference yeah. to the Rangers team. My only worry would be in the way with Columbia was he going to come back rusty? Mm-hmm. Um, we know, as Sid's yeah, just mentioned sharp, there. Sharp at the weekend. I didn't yep. see him. The, the, he scored the other, obviously the other night as well. Yeah, great finish. Yeah. So that was my worry. We know playing as he lost a wee bit of fitness, mm-hmm. but... Got to be honest with you, the Hearts game, he's all, it was all-round play, his link-up play, his work rate, his movement, his finishing. He looks um, he looks apart just now. It's the fittest I've seen him in a long time. And then again, I watched the full game against Hibs. Again, he was the same. Running the channels, link-up play, good. Um, getting involved with the centre-halves, making it uncomfy for him. And his, his finish was was a, a great finish. So, yeah, no doubt, Morelos, as I've always said, he's, he's had his critics, but... When he's not top uh, that sort of form, he's a, a top centre forward. What do you think has happened? Because he does look happy. I mean, do you think that's genuine? He seems to be enjoying it again. Is he now? Well, I think he's he's got it because the fans love him. Yeah. And certainly when he's putting that sort of performances in, he'll feel that. And it's a special place when you're you're playing well <clears> and you're scoring goals. Um, it's a brilliant place to be. Um, and he'll he'll feel wanted. He, he, to be honest with you, he's looked a different player under. Gio, I don't know whether that's. Mackay coming in who was a, 
a really good centre forward in his day maybe he's doing a bit of one on one with him um, but it looks to me if he's enjoying his football he's playing with a smile and he's playing at the top of his game I see Bakuna when he left to Birmingham uh, he's in the papers today saying he didn't get a chance he felt under Giovanni there's just a difference Stephen Jarrett brought him in not that long ago mm. uh, do you think he should feel aggrieved or was there just no place for Part him now? Game. Yep. listen Gerard signed him Gio come in I'm sure he would have looked at all the players and sometimes that happens sometimes he doesn't fit into the plans he's not the manager's type of player and sometimes you've got to move on um, look, there's no doubt it looked to me if he had good ability but he wasn't going to play so listen he's done the right thing and move on and you'll get some game time at Birmingham City yeah Gerard said I'll get you down to Birmingham it's to the Blues and the Villa no he didn't it's the two big teams there and that's Barry's old team you know them well um, for Rangers question then Barry can Rangers break the hoodoo and win a cup for the first day? they won the title absolutely in 2021 by 25 points but they haven't won a major cup in over 10 years yeah I was just about to say that but yep disappointing in the League Cup um, I thought it was a real opportunity to at least get to the final and have a real chance they didn't perform at all Hibernian ran over the top of them again um, in the, the first half so this is an opportunity look they're going down to Aaron I'm, look, I'm looking at it I think he's going to make at least 8 or 9 changes to the, the starting 11 but when you look at the changes like Diallo, Ramsey, Ruth, Barisic, Davis Sakala, Halanda, McLaughlin they're all good players they're, they're all could be <laughs> yeah. in the starting 11 so I don't think it's going to weaken them <clears throat> as long as Rangers attitude is spot on tomorrow they win convincingly do you think he'll bleed that youngster Stephen Davis bring him back in because he missed very few games last season he's been injured but he's been on the bench for a, a couple of weeks now it'd be great to see him back yeah he's had a few minutes over the last few games um, well I can't speak any more highly Stephen Davis I just think is he a young kid fit is it the boy Lowry is he yeah, he might be in, he probably be in the squad. Point, he might have yeah. a chance yeah. of, of playing he as well. Yeah, like good player. Yeah. Good player. And it's, do you know what? It's about time they started bringing more players. Mm, to, we've yeah. obviously seen Patterson coming through, but yeah. I think that the, the size of club and the facilities they've got, they should be bringing through more players. But Lowry, I love, I loved it when I seen him against um, Stirling Albion. Look he confident. came on. Yeah, he just confident. took a game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Good ability. I come up against him actually. Um, we played Rangers B and he was a standout was he? he yeah. was a standout mm. you could see he was a bit different with the long hair um, really confident good on the ball as I mm. says can make a pass can dribble can score a goal so hopefully he gets an opportunity but look Rangers as I said strong enough even if he makes that number of changes to make sure they get into the quarter final and then you're a couple of games away for the final that's Barry Ferguson on goal he's got five Scottish Cup medals Simon Donnelly you've got one and that's one more than most of the Rangers players and it's unthinkable isn't it over a decade <clears throat> without a Cup League Cup or a Scottish Cup medal is, is this the year they're going to do it? Uh, with my Celtic hat on <laughs> with the Simon Donnelly uh, being paid this th- evening th- by Go Radio think, what do you feel? I think it could be a really interesting finish to the season mm-hmm. I think Celtic and Rangers could end up on a double dunter I think it could be the league and the cup final I think that's the way it's set up for can, both teams Wow! can you sort that I'm sure it isn't sorted <laughs> maybe you should say the hot balls and the, old, the, the cold balls the yeah. no, I've did that once before that's, <laughs> yes that's, did it go okay it wasn't a Rod Stewart you did no there was no Rod Stewart but it also wasn't fixed there's no, no heat no, on I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking <laughs> so you think a cup final in May Barry you love it is it going I to be yeah, could, in the sunshine could go. Hamden Park for Scottish football 
Yeah, I know other clubs yeah. won't be happy with me saying this, but do you know oh. what? Spectacular that would be. Um, and there's every opportunity. Look, Rangers know themselves. Look, I, th- I think they know the situation. They've not won a domestic cup, as you just mentioned, Paul, in over 10 years. That's not good enough for no, the club. That's the the Rangers. It's not good enough. That's the words I would have used. Mm. So, they let themselves down against yep. um, Hibs. They let themselves down um, in the League Cup. And now this is an opportunity to go and put the wrongs right. And I'm sure they'll do that because I think they got a reality check against Celtic. They they took a lot of criticism, but fair play to them. They took the criticism on board and, and listen, responded in the right manner. Scottish Cup weekend with Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Paul Cooney. We'll hear more from Joe Ledley in the next hour. We'll hear from a bit more from GVB and also from Ange Postacoglu. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Scottish Cup weekend Paul Cooney here with Cup winners Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly and your calls 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Goal Football Show thanks to everyone who has made the switch run from five every evening yeah in the Cup this weekend well tomorrow Peter Head against Dundee Barry and Simon think there could be a shock up there perhaps although Dundee did well the other night didn't they uh, Peter that's on Monday night yeah Peter Head against Dundee uh, Sunday Celtic against Wraith Rovers and are both against Hibs and tomorrow Hearts against Livingston Motherwell against Aberdeen Partick Thistle Dundee United could be a great game at Fair Hill St Mirren against <coughs> Kelty Hearts and at 5.30 tomorrow Annan against Rangers so one cup so far this season and the Celtic the winners Ange Postacoglu would love to get a cup double this season and it's Wraith Rovers he has on Sunday. Well, I don't see this challenge any lesser. So, I mean, in terms of um, the relentlessness of it, I think that, that that doesn't change. We want to do well in the Scottish Cup as well. Um, so, you know, our focus is, is just changes to another competition. But in terms of our intent, nothing really changes. So, um, you know, for us... Um, it's the next game. It's the next challenge. We want to continue our good form. We don't want to let our standards slip in any way or, or think that we can sort of cruise through a, a game of football. Um, so from that point of view, the relentlessness is still there. You know, the boys trained today, the ones who you know, didn't play the other night, and training was very, very competitive. Um, we're getting a strong squad, which um, you know, means there's competition for places. And no one wants to miss out. So, you know, from that point of view, nothing's changing our mindset. Barry, a double cup win in your first season as manager would be massive. Yeah, of course. I think the most important thing is when you're, you're a new manager and you get the first trophy in the cabinet and that's what you've done in the League Cup. Um, and then when, once you get to taste it, you want more. There's no doubt about it. And you can hear, listen, he's... Um, He's determined. There's no doubt about it. You hear him speak about the way the players um, 
are training, even the ones that have not been having much game time. So everybody's desperate to be involved, but that should be the same at any club. That's the way that, as a professional, you want it. When you're left out, be disappointed, but you've got to work even harder to try and get in that starting eleven. Is it addictive, Simon? The winning, you just want, you get the first one, you get greedy, it becomes a habit, you want it more and more. I think so. I think so, and as manager of Celtic, I think he's he's proved he's a winner quickly, and he'll, he'll want to do it again. I think he's what he's did in the short time he's been there. You talk about that squad and the depth and the, and, and the strength of it. He's, he's built that quickly, and the players that were already there, but the guys that have come in, they they all want to play. And there's, as he says, it's been a lively training session yesterday, and that's that's what you want because guys. We'll be fighting to keep that jersey. It'll be interesting to see what kind of team he puts out on Sunday. Uh, if he rests a few, I think he will. But uh, it'll be interesting to see even who he plays up top. Big squad. He's talking about that. And will he make some changes? Uh, we asked him about uh, the, the depth of, of that squad. It just gives you more options, I think. And and, and I think, I, I you know, it kind of gives me the opportunity to, to really set higher sort of benchmarks for us because the one thing you know now like you said with the competition for places I can rotate the team then that means to me that <clears throat> certain things like our intensity our tempo our intent to play our football shouldn't really drop you know I think there was probably times where particularly in the first half of the year where I, was, I had to make allowances that we weren't going to be as you know sharp as we possibly could because players were just playing so much football and and so you, you assess a game a bit differently. You say, well, yeah, we may, may have been a bit flat in a certain part of the game. There's a reason for that. Whereas now you're kind of going, well, really, with the talent we have available, irrespective of the changes I'll make, those things should be there. He was asked also about, would it be the return of someone who's been missing for over a year? Christopher Julian. I, I get sort of the, <coughs> the level of anticipation with, with Chris because obviously he's a long-term injury. He's a significant player for this football club and people are really keen. But, yeah, again, my, my assessment of those things is that, um, you know, every player we look to give them the, the opportunity when we think the time's right to give themselves the best chance to, to play. Uh, you know, Chris has been training really well um, in terms of consistently being out there now without any issues, which is important. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is when does he get his opportunity? Um, look, he'll be involved in the squad definitely on Sunday, whether he gets game time or not. It will depend on you know, how I think the starting 11 will look and potentially then after if he's not in the starting 11, you know, what changes I can make during the game. So, But he's you know he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. Like I said, like everyone else, I don't think there's anyone here who hasn't had an opportunity. He'll get his opportunity and then it'll be up to him. Barry, on the bench or maybe start? No, I think it's a perfect game to put him in. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, Celtic are at home. Um, and, and the beauty of both um, Celtic and Rangers just now, when they do make changes, I don't think it really weakens the team with the quality that both of the teams have got in the squad. Um, so I, I think in terms of Julian, I think it would be the right time for him to, to come in. He's at home, the surface is really good. Um, I'm sure the fans will be right behind them because I've not seen them for um, round about a year so. For me, I think he'll play. I know they've got the best defensive <clears throat> record. Is that 15 goals now in the league? But yeah. they did get caught out against Aberdeen the other night. You saw the deficiency? Yeah, they did. And in fairness to, to Starfield and Carter Vickers, they've, they've built that partnership over a period, period of time. They've not had it all their own way. They've had to work at it. 
and they've looked reasonably solid uh, yeah they gave away a couple of goals the other night uh, you could argue well worked from Aberdeen a, a quick free kick but yeah I agree with Fergie I think it's an ideal one at home to, to, to bring Big Julian back in I think it would give him a lift you know get the back end of the, the full Celtic support at Celtic Park uh, but I'm, I'm not sure I don't think Ange gave too much away there in his, his pre-match he never gives no, much away does he? No. is he a poker player? Could be. Yeah. Yeah, good one. So yep. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they go with, but they'll have enough no matter what. I think it's it's an opportunity. I'm just seeing they're rolling along the T V screen, yep. Eddie Gucci back in training as well. Uh so he might be back in featuring, you know, he hasn't played too much. Mm-hmm. So he might be one that comes in, but it'll be interesting to see. Um obviously they, there's been so much controversy about Wraith Rovers and he was asked about it I mean John McGlynn uh, last night begging Wraith Rovers fans to forgive them over the David Goodwillie debacle that uh, has seen their reputation being really really challenged in the last week uh, Ange Postacoglu was asked how he feels that will affect them up against Wraith Rovers I'm hesitant to talk about that situation because, only because I know if it was my football club I wouldn't want other managers talking about my situation or my club because we all go on limited information and, and you know it's for me to say how it's going to affect them or, or otherwise, I think, is not right. Um, I've been in this job long enough to know that, you know, from the outside, things can look a certain way and, and then you kind of presume a few, few things and you can be totally off. So now what we're expecting is that, you know, they're going to come and, and, and give us a tough challenge. They see it, I think, as a club, as an opportunity to, to knock off one of the... You know, the, 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 the the big clubs in the competition and we've just got to be ready to face that. Our own Joe Henry was face-to-face uh, yesterday with the former Celtic star Joe Ledley. He was really young when he came to the club, when you think about it. He's only 34 now. Uh, he's been speaking about Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, very impressed. I um, done a lot of uh, media work for him covering in pre-season because they were in Wales and you know, I spoke to the manager. He, he was great. Spoken to him, obviously, in my time in Australia. Um you know, I really got on with him and I, I enjoy the way his philosophy of football, the way he wants to play is the right way. You can see with the fullbacks and, and playing out from the back as soon as possible. And I think he's recruited very well. I think the Japanese boys they bought have been fantastic. And I feel like everyone's bought into it now and um, they're going in the right direction. He's been talked about everywhere, Barry, isn't he? And Celtic fans, I hope not too many clubs in England looking at him. Yeah, I think the reason why he's been spoken about is because of the situation Celtic were in over the summer mm. and he's come in and he's he's um, he's totally changed it. He's made, what, what, how many signings? I think 15, 16 signings. And Sid will tell you, sometimes that takes a bit of time for them to integrate and get used to each other. So that's where you've got to give them credit because they've, they've settled really well. And when you make the changes, sometimes it, it, it takes time, but Listen, they've gelled quickly, they're getting results. He's brought a different way of playing in as well, which excites certainly the, the Celtic fans and people who watch football are impressed by it. So you can see why people are speaking about him. He's got a great atmosphere <clears throat> among the players. Joe Ledley, final bit from Joe for now. He was asked about the players he played alongside and that special bond they had. Yeah, I still keep in touch. I speak to Gary Hooper nearly every day, Adam Matthews as well. Um, you know, I was really close to them. But on the other hand, you know, I speak to Jamesy Forrest, Charlie now and then, so and, and Brownie as well. So yeah, we still always keep in touch. Um, like I said, I think they would be in exactly the same situation if you asked them. I think they were saying, you know, how well that sort of team bonding was at the time, and we're, we're always keep in touch. I think for the rest of our lives.
and he was asked about the timing of his departure. Does he feel he left Celtic in Glasgow too soon? It's a difficult one. I think when I look back on my career, I think this is the one where I always undecided what if it was the right decision or not. I I, I do believe in you should never have regrets. Um, you just never know in football. It was one of those situations where it, it just come upon me within a day or two, and you know, with the window being in a few hours where it was closing, I had to make the decision. Um, I, I'd loved being a Celtic. I thought I was in my, I was in my prime, but being from down south in Wales, you know, as, as a kid, that's all you watched was the Premier League. And you know, I think anybody would, if you asked them to to play in the Premier League, you know, they'd give anything to do that. And I thought it was the right time for me. But maybe looking back, I would have liked to have maybe say the Celtic for for longer, even for the rest of my career, would have been a, a added bonus. But now, nobody can take away that I played in the Premier League and I, think, I don't even know how many appearances and you know I, I felt like we've um, achieved a lot at Crystal Palace you know got them in the Premier League secured for the first time ever and made history with 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 them as well so it's a tough one but you know I was going to leave and maybe on a different scale I would have um, stayed at Celtic Just something we were talking about earlier Simon wasn't it just the the size of Celtic and Rangers and people don't realise it but you get it he's from down south and I suppose that was always a dream to play there Yeah and I think anybody that comes this side of the border and plays for the likes of Celtic or Rangers you can't fail to have that effect of the clubs on the players Uh, particularly if you've you've hung around for a a level of time which, which Joe did Am I right in saying, was he involved in the, the Barcelona game with Tony Watt? Did that with his team? Yeah, 2004. He's played, yep. My point is, he's played, when you've played in big games, like European nights, like games against Rangers, mm. you know, it's it's hard to, to match that anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and yeah, obviously, the, the chance to go to the English Premiership, he was talking about it there. But it's, it's very hard to, to better, you know, if, if you're playing against... Like said, Rangers at Celtic sure. Park or a yep. European night. These are these are big games. Of course, it was a much later game, wasn't it? They played 2004, but they also played around 2012, wasn't that one? Um, anyway, Joe Ledley, good career, and he was talking about it there with uh, Joe Henry. We're looking at the Cup this weekend, but before that, um, what about in the league, in the Championship, Barry? Kilmarnock up against Dunfermline tomorrow, and they lost the derby in Ayr the other night against Ayr. Yeah, it's a couple of bad results for, for Derek Ardroth. Um, and then obviously a local derby against Air United um, I, I still think they'll have enough mm-hmm. Kilmarnock um, he's made a lot of signings Derek he's brought his own players in um, I watched his interview actually after the game and How you could he? tell he was disappointed um, he'd mentioned that now he's given all the players a chance so that tells me now he knows who he can who he can trust um, and that's um, for me they've got to win that game we are both playing in the Scottish Cup it's a chance for at least Kilmarnock to to claw them back a wee bit and like Dunfermline and Nunahan they're struggling second bottom big club as well they're, they're for me when I look at the two clubs they're Premier League clubs yeah, yeah. Kilmarnock and, and Dunfermline yeah definitely yeah. albeit fighting it out in the Championship just now but for me I think Derek will Derek's squad will still have enough to go uh, go back into the Premier League come the summer. Yeah, Arbroath on 45 points, Killy on 40 points, Inverness on 39, Wraith Rovers on 38, the Jags on <coughs> 37, then it's uh, the gap 
down to Hamilton then on 27. Ayr on 26, Morton on 24, and they're in action tomorrow against Queen of the South. Dunfermline on 23, as Barry mentioned, and Queen of the South on 19. Is there such a thing as a manager bounce now? I'm just thinking of Frank Lampard. First game, did well, but not so much in the second game. And Derek's found it tough there. I wonder if that day's over where you can just go in and make a change. Look at uh, Sean Maloney. Um, it, it can't tend, always it, happen immediately yeah it, it tends to happen when a new manager comes in they always get a, a good result or two um, and then it kind of peters out a wee bit um, so Derek will know he's, now he's looked at his, his full squad and that's what same as you just mentioned there about Hibs Sean Maloney he would have identified where he needs to strengthen where he needs to get better players in that's just the case when you come into a because you come into a club because they've not been doing well mm-hmm. that's normally what happens with a manager yeah. Yeah. obviously mm-hmm. getting it I takes like a bit of time as well. I it's think that, that's a difficult. You're looking at the top end of that table. It's a difficult league. They can all mm-hmm. kind of beat each other. It's it's great to see Arbroath at the, the top of the pile. Not yeah. if you're a Kilmarnock fan or no, Partick Thistle. F- fantastic for my ex Gaff Dick Campbell. What a job he's doing there. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and they're sitting there at the top. We talk about Kilmarnock and Dunfermline being mm-hmm. possibly Premier. Arbroath are the unfashionable team there, mm-hmm. if if you like. But sitting top. Uh, It'll be difficult, it'll be difficult, but out of that top five, anybody could take it. Who's going to play for Rangers? It's the 5.30 game tomorrow. Rangers playing at Annan, and we're going to hear more from the manager about that. And uh, we're going to get the predictions of Barry and Simon next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly. All football things here. Philip Hallander will be back for Rangers tomorrow. Aaron Ramsey, he will start down at Annan. And uh, Leon Balligan is going to be out, but it's maybe luckily not as bad as they first feared, Barry. Yeah, that, yep. was, a, uh, that was a bit of a blow getting took off. Uh, I think it was after 13 or 14 mm. minutes. Um, yep. I like Balligan. I like him quick, strong. Um, good player but the on the flip side of that it's good Hollander's now back yep. um, available so that'll soften the blow a wee bit but it's it's good news that he's only out for I think a week to 10 days um, it could have been worse because it's a hamstring we'll know some hamstring injuries can be problematic um, so that's not going to be so that's good news in the Rangers front because the squad is getting stronger again Barry after injuries and Ryan Jack will be back as well he has been back as we know uh, he's got an injury but he will be back soon the two squads Rangers and Celtic looking really strong well that's what you want you yep. heard Postacoglu speaking you want competition for places I think it's healthy um, as long as no players spit the dummy out uh, they've got to train hard and make sure when they get the opportunity they've got to take it and that, that's what happens when you play at big clubs. 12 games to go. We've got it up in the wall. The £40 million to be played for. Barry, you still think it's going to be your old club? Rangers are going to win that f- title and, and take the money? Yep, I think it's going to be go to the mm-hmm. wire. But yep, I do. I think Rangers will just nick it. Yeah. Simon, who's going to win it? Celtic, obviously. Why? I just think they've got the momentum. I think after the, the form's good, after the winter break, I think Rangers have bounced back well. You know, after... Iffy kind of games against uh, Ross County, dropping points. Obviously, the the game against Celtic, but they've bounced back really strong with the Hearts, especially after Celtic winning earlier on in the Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know that it was Celtic's turn to to play first on Sunday, apply a bit of pressure. I thought Rangers bounced back, but 
but I think Celtic have got the momentum and I think they're only going to get stronger I think the guys more game time and I think they'll get stronger as it goes on but it'll be very close It, it worried me the Celtic game but it eased my mind because um, I was watching the game obviously the double header and, and let's be honest with you um, Celtic steamrollered um, Motherwell and then that's a bit of pressure four points and then you think to yourself at four o'clock against Hearts who have been flying high right what Rangers are going to turn up yeah. and to be fair I love the way that they, they came out the traps they started in the manner that I expected um, and listen as I said they get criticised heavily and rightly so but sometimes you've got to use that in a positive way and that's yeah. what they've done the, the, I think there's going to be more of that positively. as well you know between now and, and the finish up the 12 games teams will be playing before each other and all the all I like that but aye, I all like the chemistry that comes with that and the pressure that comes with that you know that's a proper title race you know? did you thrive in that as a player? aye yeah but it was it was nervous as well mm. it was nervy at times you know because you and I see that against with Celtic and Dundee United when, when Rangers slipped up the other week I mm. seen it going towards the end of that game it, it, it reminded me of when we were trying to get over the line you know the pressure of the fans coming because they know Rangers have slipped up and that can sometimes spill onto the pitch so that's going to happen you know, the, the swings and roundabouts are going to happen from here on in with the 12 games. Good news. See, yeah. see in terms of the, the double header on, yeah. on Sunday, uh-huh. Rangers are just going out to start their warm-up, the Celtic game's finishing, and yeah. I don't care what anybody says. If I was a player, but how did Celtic go on? I'd yeah, want to know, because yep. then it's in my head, you know what? Yep. There's only one outcome that's got to happen today, and that's we have got to win, and that's what Rangers done. Big news for Celtic fans coming in a moment or two. The financial results are out and I'm just looking at them now and they look very, very healthy for Celtic. Uh, Simon, tell us about the other night. You were telling Barry and me during <laughs> just before the traffic report, that excellent traffic report a few moments ago. Uh, yeah, to you... know the, the roundabout Broomlawn stand end of Ibrox, is that part of... No, Rangers. It, no, no, no. It's a city council. <laughs> steady on. So, no, I had a pot. I had a pothole going round that roundabout. I think it was just before half time. I was coming home, and uh, so there's fifty thousand Rangers fans in there for Rangers against yeah. Thames. Paint Can the I scene, just say, right? Yeah, I would have loved to have been just at full time. <laughs> That's a pothole <laughs> and can't move. <laughs> and you see that? Thankfully, I got to the, the traffic lights just across the motorway, oh, yeah. uh, and it came up on the computer. And I just about scrambled home, but yeah, the air was blue. The air was blue in the car. <laughs> the great cars, those reliant Robins, though. Aren't they? <laughs> like, what's that? Um, that would have been amazing. Do you know, do you know what yeah. I was watching um, last week? I was watching the old games back when the huh? cars used to be behind the. Oh, yeah, the yeah, goals. yeah. of course. Three wheelers. Yeah, right. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Three wheelers. Indeed. Yep. The blue. Yes. Kind of cars. Yep. Loads. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. 80s. That's <laughs> 80s. Peaky Blinders are with us tonight. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Peaky Blinders, Barry Ferguson, and look at the socials. And Simon Donnelly and producer uh, James has got the Peaky Blinders cap on as well. Friday evening, as we look to the weekend, we're going to go through the games in a moment or two. There's a lot on the go. Yeah, this has just come out from Celtic. So the key financial news is this revenues have increased from. Uh, to 53 million from 40 million the year before. Obviously, the year before, there was COVID, as we know, from March till, well, the end of the year. There was COVID in 2021 as well, but it shows you the difference. It's got better. So, revenues up from 40 million to 53. Profit from trading, from the ongoing trading in that year, they made a loss of 300,000 in 2020. In 2021, 
a profit of seven million. The profit from transfer of player registrations shown as profit uh, on disposable of intangible assets. That's above my pay grade. But here's the profit from the transfer of players. Call it twenty six million. The year before one million. So twenty five point eight million, Barry. I know you are you're better on the balance sheet than me. Profit before taxation. 27.6 million against a loss of nearly 6 million the year before. So it's 28 million against a loss of nearly 6 million uh, the year before. So quite a turnaround there, 34 million. Acquisition of player registrations of 17 million, 16.8 million. And period ending net cash at bank on the 31st of December, 25.6 million. It was 19.7 year before pretty healthy Barry well to yep. sum it up it's yep. in a pretty stable condition no, no doubt about it um, and listen I'm sure come the summer if the manager <clears> thinks <throat> he needs to go and strengthen again I'm sure they'll, they'll back him because look at the sort of signings that he's made mm-hmm. and the impact that these players have made on the pitch and that's the most important thing Paul see when you sign players you want them to make an impact as soon as possible and that's what um the Celtic players that Postacoglu has brought in um, have made. Doesn't happen often enough. You know, for well, any club. You know, as a manager, you know, so they'll tell you he's been yeah. involved in coaching. Not every single signing works. Well, sure. um, but if you get a good 80% of the signings um, working on the pitch and doing really well, I think you've done you've done your job there. Um, sometimes it doesn't work that way. But listen, he's, he's had a, a good transfer, a couple of good transfer windows. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And Gio, going back in jail, Gio's only had one transfer window, sure. so it'll yeah. be interesting to see um, what he does in the summer. I'm sure there'll be a few changes at Rangers as well. And he inherited a stronger squad than Ange Postacoglu did when he came in, because a lot of good work had been done and by Stephen And it's Steven difficult yeah. to make all the changes. Seeing the January sure. window, mm. Any anybody involved in football will tell you that's the most difficult window to go and make a number of changes. Simon, that's the Celtic PLC interim report. It also <clears> starts with currently first in the SPFL Premiership, winners of the Premier Sports League Cup, uh, 19 home fixtures in, in 2021. They only had 17 the year before and they mentioned about Europe, they're still in the conference. Is it the conference? What do yeah, you call conference. this one? The conference Europa league. Conference. Yeah. What do you feel about your own club, how it's going? Because you know, money doesn't guarantee success, but my goodness, it must help. Of course it helps, but again, the thing that the fans will be concerned about is the performances on the pitch. Yep. You know, everything else is a bonus. You know, the club seems to be going in the right direction, but it's the performances on the pitch, especially after last year, you know, losing out to Rangers uh, and so far behind in the, in the league. So that's the big one to, first of all, Ange coming in the remit would have been to close that gap. He's now sitting a point ahead of Rangers at the top of the table. But I think the recruitment has been... I mean, we've, we've spoken about it on the show long and weary about how poor it was before. It's been fantastic this year. You know, I'm right, Abada, Kyogo, Jota, Maeda, Hatati, mm. O'Reilly, Carter mm. Vickers, to name mm. a few. Edaguchi. Edaguchi. Yeah. So, I mean, they've Joe Hart. Joe Hart. It's, yeah. it's, it's been a some turnaround. Well, I think when you're looking at that money now, I think the fans will be looking at the likes of Jota, Carter Vickers, can they get these guys over the line, you know, and become Celtic players? That's a great point, isn't it? If you're a Celtic fan, you'd be saying, show us the money. Get Jota, get Carter Vickers. For six and a half million euros. um, Steal. Well, the way he's performed, um, it is a steal. So it'll be interesting to see if Celtic go and do that. For me, I think it'd be crazy if they didn't do it. Are we missing something? Is there something we don't know? Well, I I would be. 
I don't listen. There'll not been a rush because he's in a season long yeah. loan. Um, there was no like going back after six months. So I, I listen. I would be. How could I put it? It would be strange if Celtic aren't in a conversation with Benfica to get this deal done as quickly as possible. We'll find out exactly what's going to happen. But that was just breaking news. Thanks, Joe for sending that in to us 0808 17 17 700 any uh, cup shocks coming your way what do you think uh, for Rangers we mentioned Philip Hollander will be back Aaron Ramsey makes his debut his full debut um, against Annan tomorrow uh, and here's GVB speaking about playing down at Annan you know it's different than we are used to but uh, it's it's also uh, you know the circumstances we have to uh, deal with but uh, you know it's still a pitch still uh, 11 against 11 one ball so that's no difference for me it doesn't matter if you play for a full stadium for 50,000 or for two and a half thousand in a small stadium the end you know we want to go into the next round and we have to be focused and respect the, the opponent we are facing and uh, make sure we get a good performance it's a good line Barry isn't it you know 11 players one ball it's true <laughs> it's true and it comes down to one thing for me it's attitude how you approach it. If you think you can just go out cause Annan in their League 2 and you can just turn up in the pitch, it doesn't work that way. It's a cup final for Annan. They've got Rangers coming down, um, big players, um, big team. So if Rangers go out and do the right stuff and prepare right and focus right, then Rangers come back up the motorway um, into the quarterfinals. The last man to lift the cup from with a Rangers jersey on was you as you know Barry 2009 the last time Rangers won the Scottish Cup so it's 13 years it'll Incredible be start. the time May comes yeah, remember that day I mean it wasn't one of the classic days was it, it oh, but yeah. listen it wasn't yeah. a, a good game but me and Sid were talking off air he played in the one against Airdrie it was 1-0 do you know what yeah. seen cup finals nobody remembers no. how you play 95 if, is horrible yeah, if you're going horrible. up the steps and you're picking up that trophy that's all that matters who was the scorer Novo Nacho Novo and then the day that you in 95 were Paul McStay and it was big and the Dutchman a fantastic yeah. header if you yeah. watch it back I try to steal it off him just at the, the far post yeah but yeah but I think finals you just you have to win it mm. it goes down in the record books you have to win it especially our one I think we hadn't Celtic hadn't won anything since 89 which was quite a long period as well for a club of that stature not to win anything so there was a lot of pressure McStay was the captain I think it was the first uh, trophy that he lifted as captain but the game was horrible and you got to go early and then that was right. it you know the, it's it was... a bonus if you play well for me it's mm. all about winning the trophy yeah yeah. and interesting you both played you know Falkirk and Airdrie similar size clubs yeah. really in fact uh, and your manager the late great Tommy Burns Tommy yep. yes that was that was his uh, yep. I think that was his only mm. silverware as a, as a manager again at the time just thinking back him Billy Stark Paul McStay Peter Grant these mm. guys had all been used to winning things at Celtic and then had been starved for six years that's what I kind of remember from that from that day mm -hmm. them celebrating the Canio? The Canio no that was before Paolo right. but Pierre mm -hmm. was our only you would say foreigner at the time he was mm -hmm. the first that came through the door he was uh, he'd come the next season the Canio was I think a season a later season, after right. that yeah okay. yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah it wasn't much of a spect spectacle just have to get over the line did you ever have a cup shock were you ever in the receiving <coughs> yes. in any of your clubs tell us the what? team that Celtic are playing on Sunday yeah, on Rovers, yeah. uh, that was my first yep. experience at Ibrox Ibrox Coca-Cola Cup mm. uh, 
Yeah, I think we, I think Gordon DL scored Absolutely. late on. <laughs> Whatever happened to Gordon? And we, we thought it, we thought it was one day. DL scores. That's I was substituted, so never got to take a penalty, and that's why it meant so much more to, to Paul McStay in '95 because he was the one that missed the penalty. It's the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre, not so much a, a football program, more a therapy session for Simon <laughs> Donnelly remembering that one. And while you laugh, Barry, you're the one, first one that mentioned uh, the game from ten days ago, uh, Celtic against Rangers. Uh, for you, Barry, yeah. did you ever? Were you ever in the? No, I was lucky. All, all the finals, <laughs> apart for the UEFA Cup final. <laughs> Apart from the UEFA Cup, Cup final, all course, the finals yeah. that I've been involved yeah. in, I've I've won. And um, that was so. Yeah, it's, a good, I, it's a good record. I wouldn't like to test. I mean, it was horrendous the UEFA Cup final. After performing so well yeah. throughout, um, we just we just didn't play. We just weren't weren't at the levels mm. in the final. You don't um, have many regrets, do you? But that is the one, the day that you think we just didn't. We didn't do enough. Yep. Like, I, I mm. think if you ask any of the guys that were were in the team. Or come off the bench. Um, we just, we just weren't at it. Uh, maybe it was a bit of, but no burnout. But we were, um, we were playing a lot of games at, at that stage. I, I'm not going to use that no. as an excuse. At the end of the day, we weren't good enough to to win it. Um, Zenit were were better on the day. But I do remember that, and you know, you were trying to get some of the games changed or whatever. You were in a cup final, yeah, but, but, or European I, I final. I always yeah. maintained I would never use it as an excuse. It's no. just one of the things you look after yourself well enough. It was just in the day we weren't good enough, um, which is disappointing to to win a European trophy. I would have loved that. I'd have loved to have done that. Would have been amazing. Do you ever go back? Well, you had to go back to Manchester and and, and play, obviously for Blackburn and Birmingham City. Yeah, but it, yeah. Yeah, it was it was disappointing memories because you had all the, had all the family down. Mm. Took two buses, um, two fifty-two seaters, family, yeah. friends, mm-hmm. down, and then obviously it was a, a brilliant occasion for all them. But just at the end up, it was a bit of a, a dampener. Did Parks do you a deal? In fact, what yeah. was the deal? How much discount? <clears throat> Not that much. <laughs> I'm sure it was very good. I hear the adverts here in Go Radio, so I won't hear a word said about them. Okay, Simon Donnelly, Barry Ferguson, cut predictions next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Plenty of football this weekend. It's the Scottish Cup weekend, so we've got five, five and five. Barry Ferguson, five Scottish Cups, winners' medals, five League Cup winners' medals and five titles. Yep. Yep. That's it. And one League Cup down in England. It was Birmingham against Arsenal. And of course, your manager, Alec McLeish, at the time, I remember watching it and they were huge favourites, weren't they? Yep. You and I the missed t- the party yep. afterwards because I'd broke, um, I broke oh, two ribs. Yep. Um, what was it? 15 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, was, that, was that Alec McLeish and, and Granny? Uh-huh. Aye. Yep. I, I'm just remembering as you're saying that. We, uh-huh. we did. Uh, our coaching course and part of it was McLeish and Grant came down to they showed us how he's worked for the, the week leading up to well, that game what uh-huh. did they say I can't uh-huh. remember he <laughs> <laughs> just fl- he flipped right. it later on didn't he say yeah. yeah. it, it, was, it was all well prepared according to Alec it was 4-5-1 sat behind the ball yeah. frustrated uh, we did it we did it for the week mm-hmm. uh, and play um, set pieces that's what it was and try and take the game as long as possible mm-hmm. whether it, they were 1-0 up or we were drawing the game at the st- uh, some stage 
and then last five minutes go for it and that exactly that's Arsenal, how it panned Arsenal out were a really good team then as well yeah, of they? course so really good players who scored for you? Obi Femi Martins yeah. and Nikola Zigic wow and of course but yeah, it ended up that season you went down didn't it? yep because yeah. after that there was a number of players get injured um, I, I was out for about four, about four weeks or something six huh. weeks there was Stephen Carr was missing Roger Johnson um, Lee Boyer end up with a lot of a lot of um, injuries mm-hmm. and we went down the last game of the season last who, game of who the did season. you play the last game uh, Tottenham at White Hart Lane was it a tight game yeah they beat yeah. us 2-1 two, two, wow 2-1 so that was um, nah it wasn't nice after the highs of winning the cup yeah because um, the previous season we finished I think we finished 8th in the Premier League oh. and that happened to Wigan didn't it yeah. then a few years yeah, later yeah, yeah. Wigan yeah. remember yeah, under Sean right. Maloney well he was playing not under yeah. Roberto Martinez, Martinez yeah. right back to the Scottish Cup and Simon you had a, <clears> a League Cup winners medal as well that, who did you play against in that one Dundee United and also Ibrox funnily enough both right. the finals were Ibrox when I think Hamden must have been getting done up it was, yeah. I think Rangers played Scottish Cup final at we Celtic played, Park we played mm-hmm. St Johnson at um, Celtic, Celtic Park, Park yeah. right who's going to the Cup final May 2022 uh, let's look at the games then <clears throat> Hearts against Livy well Barry let's start with that one really good game at Tynecastle. the Hearts will be hurting after you know losing yeah they get booed yeah. off after the game yeah. um, I've seen Stephen Kingsley's mm. interview saying that they mm. deserved it um, but I think they'll come back for that I think they'll get in at the quarter final Hearts to win the game you think so yeah yes. Simon what do you reckon yeah I agree with, with Barry I think I was really surprised at that result the other night yeah. I thought mm. they would have bounced back after the disappointment of the Rangers game and get a win bad result for them but I think yeah home tie against Livingston I think Hearts will go through I thought David Martindale was brilliant at the end Barry because they lost a goal right at the end but he said you know we, we got a goal right at the end up there the last time round I thought he was really st- stable and just it, it was uh, it was a good way to take it yeah, but I'm sure deep down... Raging. Yeah, he'd have been absolute seething. <laughs> I'm gullible. Um, but I'm gullible. listen, that, that did happen. Yeah. He's, he's right yeah. earlier on this season. It was the same with, with Livingston. But Ross County, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're digging out results, Ross County. Can Dundee, um, well, can Dundee stay up and actually St. Johnson? Wow, because you do worry now, don't you, about St. Johnson at the bottom. Especially, the especially bottom. after Dundee getting of course, three yeah. points other night. Well, what do you think, Simon? You were there... Are you now really worried they might go um, down? Yeah, yep. um, they can't score goals. Mm. I mean, that's that's the worst problem yep. that you can possibly have. They can, they cannot score a goal. Uh, they've brought in players. I think they, they, it was a penalty at the weekend yep. with Hendry, but out with that, I think it was 15 goals up until then. St Mern uh, pegged them back. They just, they're struggling. Yep. They're struggling. Goals. And I, yep. I think that those two... I think Ross County will steer clear. I think it'll be between Dundee and St. Johnson, but a great result for Dundee at Tynecastle. Barry, St. Johnson to go down. Yeah, uh, well, I'm saying I just can't believe um, where they were until, yep. in terms of the highs of last season, double winners. Um, they never had a great start last season, if you no. think about it. Yeah, around about, yeah, yeah. about the Christmas period, they turned it. But I agree with Sid. I honestly think it's going to come down to both. Um, St Johnson and, and Dundee I think Ross County even at the start of the season they weren't getting results they were still playing decent stuff Ross County now they've sorted the defensive side out 
I do think it's going to come down to both um, Dundee. Well, I can't pick one between the two of them. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Hartship both going for. What about Motherwell against Aberdeen? Barry? I'm going to go Motherwell. Went for the well, right? Yes, yeah. I'm going to go Motherwell. Uh, made a lot of changes the other night. So, Motherwell, scoreline, what do you think? I think it's going to be a close one. I think 2 1 will go um, Motherwell. But... Okay, Simon? I think this is the closest out of all mm. the all the ties. Mm-hmm. It's really a difficult one to see. Uh, who'll go through it I'm, I'm going to go with just on the back of their second half performance other night Aberdeen are you going for yeah, the Dons I think yeah. that, that could go that could be extra time that game I mean they plummeted yeah, down the table they went their, their ninth position aren't they uh, in the league It's uh, but there's still a tight bunch there isn't there there's such a gap between Celtic Rangers and Hearts and then Hearts and everybody else yeah. Um, but yeah so on that one you're going Aberdeen and Barry's going for Motherwell so Patrick Thistle Dundee United Simon you're going to sit in the fence on this but somebody's got to go through two of your old clubs I'm going to go Partick Partick right. I said yeah. at the, the top of the yep. show I think at home decent form uh, Dundee United have had a couple of good results as well but I think home home tie I think I'm going to go for the Harry Rags Barry <laughs> the Harry <laughs> Rags yeah <laughs> love it um, yeah. I'm going to agree with him I'm going to go Partick yeah. Thistle wow they're used to the surface it's not the best Ian McCall um, they get results and this is a big one for Partick um, and I think they'll go through let's hope for a good crowd tomorrow Barry up at Maryhill both of you they have got a good following yeah. Partick they've always I mean what is it three yeah. in between three and sure. four thousand that could be a five six thousand yeah tomorrow. I'm sure Dundee United will They'll bring, bring a, a good number as well yeah, yeah that'll a good, be a, a good, a good game good proper Scottish Cup tie that good one to get out to as is St Mirren against Kelty Hearts Barry I'll start with you your old club up against the Saints we've got a soft spot for the Saints as well haven't we mm-hmm. my heart says Kelty mm-hmm. and your head uh, yeah I think St Mirren will have too much too for too them too strong yeah, yeah. They're getting the goals again, aren't they? And they're, uh, they are. Yeah. They're, they're, they've picked up some fantastic results over the last couple of weeks. Um, I would love to see Kelty do it, but I just can't see it. I think St Mirren will have too much for them. Six games unbeaten now for yeah. St Mirren. What do you think, Simon? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the form team. They've got some decent results behind them of late. I think they'll they'll win. I mean, Kelty Hearts, it's not a bad habit to, to be winning, albeit a, a couple of leagues below, but... I think St Mirren will be too strong. Ali Defoy will be happy there, won't you, Barry, just now with uh, St Mirren back on it. So what about Annan against Rangers? Uh, does anyone see a shock here, Barry? No, I don't. I, I think they've learned their lessons from the old firm yeah. defeat. I think that there'll be a number of changes, no doubt in my mind about it. But listen, they'll be warned before they go out there. So the attitude, if the attitude spot on, Rangers win convincingly easily. Simon, what do you reckon? Straight, yep. Straightforward win for Rangers. Uh, they'll be too strong and Gio will use the opportunity to, to bleed Aaron Ramsey in from the start. I think Rangers will win. Yeah, we heard that earlier about Aaron Ramsey. Here's the answer. Yes, he will start tomorrow, Aaron. He's been uh, uh, doing well. Um, yep, he's been doing well, he says in training. And you said, Barry, he's had a pretty intensive nearly two weeks of training. Yeah, I, I'm sure when they signed him, that's what they would have been doing with him. Um, like a kind of mini pre-season. Um, worked them hard he's had what 30 minutes over two games now perfect opportunity tomorrow get a good 70 minutes um, under his belt and he'll be ready to go the following week it's 5.30 tomorrow so Sunday then are both against Hibs we asked uh, Barry earlier about this uh, what about you Simon what do you reckon this is a really good one as well and I'm going to go for our broth. I think mm. Dick Campbell fantastic season 
I've played at Arbroath. Have you played Arbroath? It's yep. horrible. <laughs> Especially this time You've of year. You've sunny day. Hibs, still heating up. <laughs> Hibs will not relish going up there to Arbroath. Yep. Scoreline? 2-1 Arbroath. 2-1 for the Red Lickties. And Barry, if anyone missed it early on, you think this is going to be an upset. What's the scoreline, yeah. do you think? 1-0 Arbroath, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. The goals. I don't fans. think Hibernian yeah. will enjoy it up there against Dick's team. They know look, the weather will play a part. They know how to play the pitch and the weather. Um, and yep, I think Arbroath will go into the quarterfinals. Celtic up against Wraith Rovers. The manager speaking about home advantage. Irrespective of um, you know, who you're playing, uh, it's a one-off game and it'll be a good challenge for us. Um, you know, obviously, we're at home, which gives us a, an advantage. We need to take... Uh, um, take and, and sort of impose our football on it but um, yeah we've played them once this year and it was a it was a decent hit out and you know again they'll be coming here hopefully trying to cause a, a, a surprise and a shock and we just got to be ready for it so that's the later game on Sunday what's going to happen Simon Donnelly Celtic comfortable win similar to Rangers uh, I think Callum said earlier on the show 3 or 4 now. I would go along with that and a few changes do you think? yeah I yeah. think that I think you'll freshen up uh, don't ask me to pick in a, a start in the yep. 11, but I think uh, there'll be a few new faces given an opportunity to play. Big Julian might come back in, but I think Celtic will win comfortably. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, the same. I think it'll make a number of changes the same as Rangers will, but I don't think it'll make a difference. Celtic will go through into the quarterfinals. And Monday night's game, Peter Head against Dundee. Simon told us he thinks that might be a bit of a surprise. And yeah, Barry I'm going to go Peter Head. Yeah. Scoreline? <sighs> You played them last Saturday, yeah. so yeah. I know it doesn't matter; it's just who goes through. I'll go two one. I, I think I think this is going to be one of the upsets as well. Mm -hmm. They looked after you last week, didn't they? The Not directors good, up there, uh, yeah. So they fed you. Yep. Yeah. Apart from Jim coming in to try and get a wee sneak at my <laughs> set pieces, try to have a chat with me. Um, no, they looked after. They, they fed us and watered us before we get back on the, the two long, buses. Long trek. Oh, long yeah, trek. It's a long, long trek. Who's uh, going to win? I think I'm just going to root for Dundee. I think on the back of the result at Tynecastle, mm -hmm. I think if that can't get your tails up, uh, nothing can. Mm -hmm. I think Dundee might just sneak that by the odd goal. Simon, thanks very much, uh, Barry. Too great news, Christian Eriksen. He's not going to be playing, but Brentford are going to. He's going to come out and uh, meet the crowd at the weekend. Isn't that it's really just a, brilliant. a brilliant story? Yeah. I've been seeing clips of him training again after watching it in the summer. It was just horrendous to watch, but. Brilliant to see him and I tell you what, he's, he is, he's a quality operator. So brilliant to see him back playing. And in shock breaking news at the end of the programme, Simon Donnelly, who's going to win the Scottish Cup 2022? Glasgow Celtic. thought you were going to say maybe Rangers for the first time in, what was that, 13 years? Barry, for you, <laughs> who's going to win it? Is it? No, Rangers are going to win it for the first time since 2009. There you go. You're not going for Celtic after that performance the other week. That was then, isn't <laughs> well, it? That's the thing in football. That's always the past. Always the past. That's gone. That's gone. <laughs> Barry, Simon, thanks so much. Thanks, James. Thanks to everyone who has been on the socials and calling in. And um, we're back on Monday night with Barry and Mark. Steve Lennon is up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, 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 go. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.